August 11th. This is the Perfect Strangers podcast. My name, of course, is Furby Montano, otherwise known as Chubby Elvis. And as always, thank you for joining me today. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. And today my guest is Bailey James. Now, Bailey is a singer based out of Nashville, Tennessee, who in my personal opinion, has one of the most fantastic voices that you will hear today. Now, I found Bailey, like I do on most of my guests, on TikTok. She was doing a video about quote-unquote dad rock. And me, of course, being 34 years old, thinking dad rock, like, oh, she's going to do like Led Zeppelin and Van Halen. No! She had Nickelback. She had Creed and Disturbed and all the stuff that I grew up with. <laughs> Lo and behold, though, I end up following her because the video was great. I looked at some of her other ones. She's a fantastic singer. So I followed her. She followed me back. And turns out she's actually super cool. If you're in or around the Nashville area, you can find her playing out throughout the city. Uh, Bailey James Gang is where you can find her. And yeah, I'm not going to waste any more of your time. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And please enjoy Bailey James. All right, so we're here with Bailey. Hi, how's it going? Hi, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. How how are you today? I'm good. I went shopping because I have a show later. Like I need any more clothes. I don't, but don't we all? <laughs> I know it's my addiction. My friends say like other people, you know, have worse addictions, but shopping is literally that's it for me. It's my serotonin for the week. Yeah, I know the <laughs> I know the feeling. I have uh to my right, about 10 pairs of shoes that I bought that I didn't need. So <laughs> it's just like dopamine and serotonin. That's it. I keep trying to convince myself like, no, I'm going to put these on Poshmark. And then if they sell ah! make a little bit of money and then I put them up and they never sell. And then after about a month, I'm like, you know, these Converse are going to look pretty good on me. I think I'm just going to keep this one pair. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's funny. You say that my mom for some reason has gotten into facebook marketplace like she sees people selling all this stuff so now she's trying to sell everything possible <laughs> like everything possible on facebook marketplace which i've seen some pretty strange things so i wouldn't be surprised what have you seen what's what's the strange stuff you've seen so my friend was over one time and he like goes on facebook marketplace just for fun to like find weird weird stuff sure. um i think they were selling like what was it like a a bucket of crabs that's what they were saying a bucket of live crabs like a bucket of crabs oh got you okay got you it was the strangest ever (laughs) and we were like why are you selling food on facebook marketplace bro yeah that's that's a weird one i i know me like we just got into like a new like community over here in orlando and uh the neighborhood group is fucking wild man like that's because it's orlando yeah the the florida Florida, of it all does help with that florida's a different breed so i'm learning my my fiance is from here she's from tallahassee and she's like you don't understand florida people they're 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 nuts and i'm like yeah it can't be that bad and then i move here Mm -mm, i wasn't prepared at one point where it was like you look up your name and florida and there will literally be some kind of person doing something in florida that was caught by the police now now i'm curious with mine let's see furby florida (laughs) look it up look it up Uh, a lot of stuff about fergie oh here we go furby wrap at florida citrus bowl no one's been arrested that's, wow. that's 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 that is a unique name though there is a wild one though there's a f- like a florida furby doll whoa never... yeah it's like a florida themed furby doll that's insane yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna share my screen so you can see it because this Please. is weird <laughs> okay can you see it it says yes 
Oh my gosh. I forgot what they looked like. They're they're horrifying. I'm telling you. That's like a blast from the past. Yeah, Furby dolls. Oh man, I hate these things with a passion. Let me tell you. I mean, Bailey, that's like bars, dogs. It's never a person. It's always like, oh yeah, I know a dog that's named Bailey. Okay, thanks. Like, you know, I've seen more and more people. I don't know how old you are, but uh, Gen Z. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 19. Oh wow. Okay, so you're very young. So you are hard Gen Z. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of uh, Gen Z people with the name Bailey where I'm from. I'm from New Mexico, and there's a lot of people from New Mexico named J- uh, Bailey. That's rad. That's rad. <laughs> So you are a fellow musician. You're awesome. I love your I love your music. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I started in music kind of at a really young age. I felt like a, a Disney star. That was kind of my upbringing. Um, I started at eleven, and I just from a young age had a love for music. My dad used to play um, Johnny Cash and Hank Williams in the car when I was like six on my way to ballet. And I eventually ditched ballet and was like, I love Johnny Cash. And I love his songs about like murder and um, just rock and roll and sex and drugs. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I'm so, um, but he kind of shaped my love for music. And I just remember I would come home from school, listen to music, sing until I had to go to bed. That's all I did. And I was kind of a loner at that time. I didn't have a lot of friends and music was my place where I could just be myself. And, um, as I got older, I signed up for my middle school talent show and my parents had never really heard me sing and they heard me sing and they were like, okay, we want to do something with that. Like you have something really cool. You have a talent. And so we made this little EP and it had Leanne rhymes, blue Patsy Cline crazy and an opera song. Cause I'm operatically trained cool. and we took it to Nashville and, um, talked to everyone possible, knocked on the record label's doors like it was 1950. You can't do that anymore. Um, But that's kind of where I started and um, music. And since then, you know, it's changed a lot. And I don't necessarily think I fit in the country genre, but I just kind of make music that I enjoy. And um, I feel like other people will relate to. That's awesome. I've I've noticed that when I've seen your videos, you have like a very old soul when you sing. Thank you. Yeah. An old soul in music, everything else. Um, a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. I, I love like um, Amy Winehouse. I don't know if I have a poster back, but I'm not trying to show people my dirty room. Um, <laughs> I love Amy Winehouse and Kurt Cobain and uh patsy klein just like the really emotive singers and um that i never wanted to really sing a genre i just wanted to be able to sing and make people feel something and so that's kind of my goal that's the best way to approach music in my opinion don't i i hate when people pigeonhole themselves like i'm a country artist i'm a rock artist i'm this i'm that's like dude just fucking play music who cares what it sounds like And at this point, I think in the music business, the genres are starting to like merge. Record labels are starting to take on people that you would never believe they would take on. Um, There's no rules. And I, um, I live in Nashville and Jelly Roll. I don't know if you know who Jelly Roll is. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he's kind of someone who no one ever thought would like blow up. He was a felon. He was in and out of jail, face tattoos, just crazy man, wild. Him and his wife are like, I think they like do porn, but um, he's just not your typical person you would think would blow up in Nashville and people are loving him. And it's so rad to me because for a long time, the record labels would not take him on because they didn't fit his box. And he was like, well, I'm never going to fit your box. So I'm just going to keep growing my music, keep building this fan base. Um, and then you're, you're like, I'm going to come as I am and you're going to accept me. And that's what he did. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like record labels are wild these days because they're expecting people to already be like a finished product before they sign them. And it's, I, I saw uh, actually a video on TikTok and it, they were saying how like 
social media influencers these days aren't even celebrities because everyone's an influencer. Yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was like, like, they're so right. And they expect you to have millions of followers on every platform and millions of streams. That's hard. That's very hard. Unless you like just get really lucky. Yeah. Or you have the time to dedicate to it. Um, True. You know, I know like me back when I was, uh, when I was touring and stuff, cause I'm a, I'm a little older than you. I'm 33. Um, <laughs> but when I was, uh, I lived in LA in the early 2010s and I was in a couple bands that toured and we put out a few things and man, that shit's so hard, man. And that was like at the dawn of social media. So I can only imagine what it's like now, if you're trying to start out, it's going to be the wild west. I don't, I don't know. Like I see people, I think the hardest place to build a following is Instagram. And that's where I built the most of my following, but it was back in like 2010 when it was easier to do that. And when you could manipulate Instagram, you can't do that anymore. Um, and so people ask me that and I'm like, honestly, I just, it was 2010. It's 2022 now. <laughs> it's <a> completely different. <laughs> that's, that's like, people ask me too. like my TikTok, I, I have like 36,000 followers. It's not huge, but it's a good amount. It's and, pretty uh, good, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> not to brag, but you know, no. Um, but people will ask me like, Hey, how do you get views? How'd you get a following? I'm like, dude, I started at the right time. Like I started early. Exactly. I, I honestly have no idea what I'm doing usually on TikTok. I just post random stuff. And my one video that got a lot of views was me like kind of throwing shade at Nickelback, but kind of also being like, I was raised by trash. So I love Nickelback. <laughs> um, and that's what went viral. And I'm just like, it's, it's weird. So yeah, it's a strange app. Let's talk about Nickelback. All right. So what, what's your beef with Nickelback here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think I have a beef with Nickelback. I always say I love to poke fun at it because it is dad rock now. Yeah. Okay. Um, and actually, so is Alice in Chains, which a lot of people get angry about. I love Alice in Chains. I love Nirvana. I love um, all that 90s stuff, the Foo Fighters, but it's dad rock. And oh, when, yeah. I, when I post that on TikTok, they're like, little girl you don't know our generation. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. It's funny. Cause uh, I, I give guitar lessons out here and um, I actually just made a video about this yesterday, but I have um, this girl who's, who's one of my students. She's 14 years old. And which to me, I'm like, Oh, 14, like 1990. And I'm like, Oh fuck. She was born in 2007. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, she, I was asking her like, Hey, what do you, what do you want to learn? Like, and she goes, oh, you know, I, I feel like I was born in the wrong era. I love classic rock and all that old stuff. It just feeds my soul. And I was like, okay, well, like who? Oh, I love Blink-182. I love Fallout Boy. I love Three Doors Down. I was, and each one was just like, oh, 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 like another knife in the heart. Like, no, this is not classic rock. And then the one that got me, the last one she said, she's like, but the one that I really love is the Black Keys. And I'm like, no, you did not just say the Black Keys. I would say that's like 2000s, which isn't exactly dad rock yet. Well, some of some of them are dads, some of them are not. It's getting to be. <laughs> it's bordering there, yeah. Yeah, when they talk about the 80s and like Nickelback, I just think of my dad because that's who I learned it from. That's who I learned Nickelback and all those bands from is from him because he would be in the car and just screaming it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to enjoy it. There's nothing else I can really do. <laughs> nothing like hearing dad sing a song about fucking like animals, right? <laughs> That's the truth. And I think his favorite one by Diggleback is, uh, this is how you remind me. And I've never seen a grown man get that into a song. I'm just, and now I love it. And I listen to it. I'm like, I, uh, I saw Nickelback live. This is back when I was in high school. So a long time ago. And um, <laughs> when they uh, sang that song, they still had really thick Canadian accents. So every time he would sing the chorus, he'd go, not like you to say sorry. Every single time he would say sorry. sorry. I, I thought it was the funniest thing when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. The studio the other day and I was, 
I was singing this song and it was more like rock alternative. And the guy was like making fun of me. And he's like, you sound like Haley Williams. Like, stop, stop making that weird accent. And I'm like, I, I love Haley Williams. I fuck with her so hard. She's awesome. Is she, she's fucking amazing. She is amazing. And her vocals, I tried to do a cover of um, All I Wanted. And I was like, damn, this is hard. <laughs> Harder a, than I thought. There's a video going around of her doing, uh, when she's recording Still Into You. And I don't know if you've seen it. She did the whole thing in one take. I Every, did see. Yeah, she did all the vocals in one take. Fucking pitch perfect. It was nuts. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people. And I'm like, ugh. No, she's she's crazy. And I saw her performing with uh, Billie Eilish. That was probably a good show. That was, that was cool. She's rad, too. I like them both. Billie Eilish, I wanted to hate her so bad, and I couldn't. She's so good. She's so good. She is. And I feel like now that she's grown, like she just doesn't miss. Even at like the Met Gala, I saw everyone's outfits and she does not miss. She does not miss fashion wise, music wise. Like she's just on it. Yeah. I I I think we're in a very golden age for pop music. Like when I when I was your age, mm -mm. it was it was a bad time. Bad time for pop music. That was like (laughs) Was that like the boy bands? Not quite. So it was a little after the boy bands. It's more like when the the bad hip hop was really in, like Chingy oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was not the best time for pop music. So at that time, that's when like MySpace was still very new. I don't even know if you know what MySpace is. I do know what MySpace is. My sister is about 28. Okay. And so she was all over MySpace. She was a huge, which I don't know if she is anymore because he's crazy, but she was a huge Marilyn Manson fan. Love Marilyn she, Manson. Like she was like in just this, you know, emo 2000s teenager, scene teenager. Um you have, did was, she have the, the swooped hair and the bangs over, over her eye? No. Okay. She she dyed her hair red, right? Okay. Red. One or the um, other. One or the other. It yeah. had to be. But I I can distinctly remember sitting next to her in the car and she has this horrible music on and he's screaming and I'm like, I'm scared of you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And now I listen to it. (laughs) Oh, it always happens. Yeah, I was listening to One Direction and she was listening to me. One Direction was kind of the, that's where I started seeing a change in, in pop music. Like I heard One Direction the first time and I was like, I don't want to like this, but it's really good. That's what makes you beautiful. I remember. But there was was a point I was trying to make, though. Oh, MySpace. So um, MySpace was kind of like the original, like TikTok, where like that's where you found cool new music because all of us had a uh, song on our profile. And if you didn't know it, you'd be like, who's that? What is this band? And you click on their thing and then it would show you like their top eight, which like, these are bands that sound like them. So that's how like a lot of us found really indie and underground bands was through MySpace. That is so cool. I mean, I guess, no, Tinder. So on Tinder now, they have this thing where you can put your favorite song and I'm very judgmental. So if I see <laughs> like, I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> okay. So you got to talk to me about Tinder. I've been with my fiance for nine years. We have never, neither one of us has ever used dating apps because we met pre Tinder, pre everything. So tell me about what it, I know what Tinder is obviously, but I've never been on it. So what's. It's insane, especially in Nashville. And I think guys my age just have zero game. So they're either <laughs> like super funny, super nice, or just like super sexual. And I've met, I've met one of my boyfriends on Tinder, which I, we did not tell his parents that we met on Tinder, (laughs) but it's, it's such a weird app and it's my least favorite app. Um, But you kind of get addicted to it. Like the swipes, just swiping, swiping, swiping. Um, And I think mainly girls go on there for the male validation. Like they don't even answer them. It's just like, it's nice to know you're pretty. (laughs) That's fair. I could see that. But I'm, I wish we were back in times when we didn't have dating apps because I've met some pretty strange people. Oh, no. Let me tell. Well, I don't know what it's like to. Uh, well, that's not true. I met my fiance on the Internet, but it was like eHarmony or 
whatever it was back then. That's safer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, let's see this person. They're hot. You know, it wasn't that. So, um, but I can tell you, like, there was stuff like OkCupid, which was strictly a hookup app back when I was like my early 20s. I feel like right? Tinder is strictly a hookup app, kind of. Yeah. So, so I met some fucking weird people on that app. Weird fucking people on that app. Because I didn't know it was a hookup app at first. I thought it was a legit, like, oh, let's try to date, you know? Yeah, I met some. Ooh. I've had yeah. like, some pretty strange encounters. And I think Tinder is like the grimiest of dating apps. Then there's like Bumble. And then people get on Hinge and they think they're uppity because they're on Hinge. Oh, so there's a hierarchy in, in dating apps. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now you got to explain this to me because I don't, I, again, I don't know anything about this. So, so Hinge, it's just, it's a better looking app visually and the people that get on there are not as just uh, manic as the people on Tinder. So it's, I mean, I like it, but I also don't like it. Uh, (laughs) Bumble, Bumble, you can meet friends on there or you can network or you can like meet guys on there. But I met a psychotic guy on Bumble too, so I, I don't. I, I have I have used Bumble for friends when I was living in Austin. I have used Bumble, so yeah. not for not for dating, but I used it for to find friends, and I found it really fun. I'm like, oh, oh, swiping right I on know. everyone. Oh, I like it too, but yeah, I don't know how I feel about dating apps. I met some cool people though. I met some cool people. I met some bad people. I think it's just like real life. It's just. What's the worst date you've ever been on? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, worst date I've ever been on. Well, he, I don't think it was a date, but he picked me up at 3 a.m. And that's, not, that's not a date. I can tell you right now, that is not a date. That's a, that's a big <laughs> problem, but the first red flag should have been that he was playing ever long when I got in the car on full blast. Oh boy. That's Ooh, okay. Keep going. I'm here for this. And, um, then yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Let's just say it was bad. It was very bad. Uh, and I regret it, but also don't regret it because it was fun and it was spontaneous and I was like sneaking out teenager things that was like my worst because there were so many red flags that i could have just like avoided and yeah that's yeah okay fair enough i can't really think of like i've had bad dates but also guys these days don't really want to take you on dates that's what i've heard from a few people i know I'm like, I try to think of dates. When have I been on a date? <laughs> so what is, are they just like strictly trying to hook up or are they trying to, what, what, what's the culture like? I think dating culture this, these days is such bullshit because you have to act like you're so nonchalant and that's not me. <laughs> like when I'm in love, I'm like crazy and insane and flamboyant about it. And I don't know, you just have to act nonchalant. So it's like, hey, like want to go get, sonic want to go get food and then like go back to my place watch a movie act like we're watching the movie like hook up and then we'll be friends that's lame it's so lame so when i do meet someone that actually wants to go do fun things it's nice see i so it was it was kind of like that when i was single too um but it was uh i don't know like so I was never like that. Like I was never someone who like, let's just hang out and like, see where it goes. That wasn't me. I'm kind of the same way. Like, no, dude, if I'm into you, I'm going to be like, I'm into you. I want to, yeah. let's go on a date. Let's make this a date. Like we're, there's an end game here. Like if we're interested, possibly be together, whatever, you know? And um, girls, when I was single, were kind of the same way. Like you were saying, like, no, let's just hang out, see where it goes. I'm a free spirit. I'm like, whatever. And I was friends with a lot of musicians too. So you know how musicians get. Gosh. <laughs> That's but, why uh, I hate musicians. They're like, date a musician. No, I'm a musician. Uh, I wouldn't want to date me. <laughs> musicians annoy me. I love musicians. I am a musician. They annoy me a lot. 
Exactly. Everyone, everyone has this giant ego and I'm not a very egocentric person. Mm-hmm. So like when I have to deal with an ego, I'm like, ha, ah, no. Like that goes for any relationship, like being in a band, being friends with someone, dating someone. Yeah. I can't do it. I've gotten better with it. I, I don't know. It depends on the person, but it's really hard to find people that don't look at it as like a competition in Nashville. And I'm like, I'm not doing country music. I'm not trying to be what the record labels want to be. So chill out. I'm not your competition, but it's weird. Especially with the girls, there's a lot of competition, but I think that's just girls being girls. So in Nashville, I've, I don't know a whole lot. I've been in Nashville before. I have a lot of friends that live there, um, but I don't know a whole lot about the scene. It seems like it's changed a lot, right? It has changed. And I think um, it's not entirely country and it's, well, actually people who live in Nashville hate country. A lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them are like, I don't go downtown for that reason. Um, but there's some really cool, like underground places, um, lots of venues. Actually, they just opened like a blue soul venue, which is kind of what my band plays. Um, and it, I, you don't have to sing country to be in Nashville anymore. It's cool. Cause it's so oversaturated and there's so much of the same shit. People are bored. Yeah. I know whenever I've been to Nashville, uh, thinking in my head if i have to hear family tradition one more fucking time i swear to god that or wagon wheel they play oh, wagon, wheel wagon all wheel. the time okay so i lived in texas for eight years you could not escape a fucking set without playing wagon wheel at least three times at least three times every drunk lady that came in who was over 30 is like play wagon wheel you're like oh, fucking god well they have the the free bird joke too play free bird one time we did it. <laughs> you know what? I feel like there's one song my band refuses to play, and that's Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, uh, no. I don't why, but they refuse to play it. I used to I used to play with this guy in Austin <clears throat> who uh loved the guy. He was a great songwriter, not the greatest singer. So he could not sing Sweet Home Alabama. Like it just didn't sound good with his voice. So he instead said, Hey let's play the kid rock song all summer long because he could he could just like spew out the words and it wasn't like a big deal because he didn't have to actually sing i hate that song so much there's certain songs like i do um tennessee whiskey in my set i have to do it and i sometimes i'm just like i don't want to sing this song anymore yeah. It like depends on if the crowd is vibing with me, if I'm going to really enjoy singing that song. Dude, I, I had a gig when I was living in New Orleans. I played with a country band that used to play kind of the Louisiana area. Yeah. And um, we played a little place. It's Monroe, Louisiana. It's a like, small town, about an hour outside of New Orleans. <clears throat> and we played a frat party, which we didn't realize was a frat party. <laughs> we played Tennessee whiskey seven times that night seven times because they kept asking us to that's insane yeah i've they tried to get me to sing morgan wall and i did it one time oh my gosh i cannot sing morgan wall for the life of me <laughs> i was like i need the wind. i can't sing like that everyone's it, that's i think it was on nashville shitty which is like the meme page i love, for I love that page i love that page. i love too yeah. and they were like they're always asking if we know Morgan Wallen. Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's everyone's, especially tourists. If you're a singer, they'll come up to you. Hey, do you know? If I did know Morgan Wallen, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, when I had a New Year's Eve gig one time, um, it was also in New Orleans. Uh, we were playing like this little VFW hall in like bumfuck nowhere, right? It was this little place and like the whole town was there. The whole, it was like 2000 people. It was fucking crazy. I've never played to that many people before. And um, my band leader at the time, he only wanted us to know like current country songs. It was like 2017, 2018. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's all he wanted us to learn. And I'm like, hey, we need to learn some staples. Like just 
you have like, to learn to board straight. Yeah, yeah, you have to learn something. So he refused. He he wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it. We get there and this place is like, do you guys know any Garth Brooks? You know any George Strait, Brooks and Dunn, Alan Jackson, anything? Our singer, oh, I love her to death. She she was very young at the time. She didn't know any of the songs. Our other singer was sick, so he wasn't there. So I, I had to learn on the fly lead guitar parts and vocals for the entire night for three hours on the fly. It was fucking crazy. I hated it so much. I, I've had some weird, weird gigs. I played at pizza places. I've played in middle of nowhere. And I've had to change my set because you never know what they're going to want. But I, I always, like, if I know there's an older crowd, I put in classic country. Older crowds, I've noticed, they're a lot more accepting of, like, if you stretch songs out and jam, which I love. They they grew up on that. Yeah. They grew up on, like, Led Zeppelin. Um, my band does it anyway. They just vibe. And I'm like, okay, that's great, because I need a break. <laughs> Funny like, you bring up Led Zeppelin. My my go-to, like, we need to just fucking do something song is Whole Lot of Love. Same. Yeah. We play Whole Lot of Love in every set. And sometimes it sounds good. Sometimes it, it really just depends on the day. Yeah, it's it's a tough one to sing. That that song is not easy. Yeah. So I, I wanted to ask you about a song you did. Um, you did the one about like a relationship going nowhere that I thought was absolutely beautiful. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I just posted it the other day. We never had a honeymoon phase. That's the one. Dude, your, your voice in that one. Thank you. I actually just posted a new one about situationships because I met a guy opposite there we really hit it off. Like I was so infatuated and anyway, it's, it's along those lines, but I wrote honeymoon phase. I got into a relationship and it was good at first, but then I just didn't feel anything at all. And we never got to that place where I was all giddy and in love. And when I'm in love, I'm crazy. I never got to that crazy in love. Mm. So we wrote that. And then, like, I mean, I got kind of received well on TikTok and not. So I was like, mm, maybe it's shit. <laughs> no, I, I thought it was great. Your, number one, your voice was great in it. Like that, that high note you hit, the bass. I was like, holy shit. But uh, no, I thought that the whole, like, the lyrics, everything were really good. Very Thanks. descriptive. Yeah, that was great. Great song. Yeah, I, we, it just came naturally. I was, in a right and I was like I'm so sick of this guy like I'm dating him and I'm sick of him and they were and I said something about honeymoon phase and they were like honeymoon phase and it's it came together and I've been wanting a song that kind of has that so it was rad it was very like Linda Ronstadt-esque thank you oh I love her isn't she great I love her my mom is obsessed with um her in general and I had to listen to her when I was younger and I think who we listen to when we are like young really influences our voice and how we sing and a hundred percent a hundred percent although me I have very harsh vocals because uh I used to be a metal singer when I was in high school so inadvertently I just do like the you know thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) what's that one song that goes, oh, oh uh, down with the sickness. <laughs> that song. <laughs> Bro, I love that song so much, but none, not me or my band or anyone around me has been able to get that right. That beginning. So just so you know, it's, it's all uh, mic tricks. He doesn't, he's not doing it very loud. It's, it's very like, it's almost like a whisper. Oh, like that. But he's just doing it. Like so what you do I'll, I'll try to do it on my mic even though this isn't the best one for it but if you cup it like that so you get kind of like this sound yeah. ah! kind of like okay. that and then with you know a bunch of reverb and echo and everything it kind of wow 
I guess I always thought like people who sang metal or just like screamed had insane vocals and insane training almost like opera singers because that that shit's insane you you can blow out your voice so easily doing metal like yeah i'm i'm very happy i did it when i was young enough to where my voice could recover because if i tried to do it now there's no way that's kind of like where i'm at my I got my tonsils out last year because I was like constantly having strep throat. It was affecting my voice. I couldn't sing the same. And I sing soul and blues and that shit is always like high energy notes, like everywhere. And um, now I'm finally at a place where my voice is healthy and I'm trying to learn how to sing uh, healthier. I've had vocal training, but when you're on stage, it just kind of all goes out the window. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, breathing. I don't know her singing correctly. Don't know that. So if you uh, if you want, I can send you some videos from the lady who trained me when I was in music school. Yes. Her name is Mama O. She is number one. She's the coolest lady ever. Right. But this woman, she's like an older black woman, big dreads. You know, she looks like the most soul person you've ever seen. And when I tell you this woman can scream like nobody's business, she sounds like the perfect death metal singer. And like you would I never expect that. it. I love she, that. because amazing. I love Janice and Janice does not scream correctly. No, <laughs> Her vocals were fried by the time she was like, what? When she was 27? 27. She, 27 club, yeah. So... I would like to learn how to do that, but in a healthy way. Cause I listened to her, her stuff and I'm like, she's singing two notes at once. And that's probably cause her voice is so damaged. It can like do that. Um, vocal distortion. Or kind of goes in between your vocal cords. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Chester Bennington was the master at that uh, from Lincoln Park. Really? Oh. Didn't he pass? Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. But he, he had that healthy, like, he screamed, but it was almost like a singing scream, and he would hit two or three notes all at one time. So he was almost making a chord oh, with his voice. I can't imagine that. There's a there's a video of him. Uh, I'll, I'll send it to you. Actually, it's him with Paul McCartney singing yesterday, and he's singing the the harmony while Paul's singing just the regular melody. Yeah. And when he does it, it sounds like three people behind him because his like the the rasp in his voice like separates everything and it almost sounds like a full chord behind what Paul McCartney's doing. It's wild. He really is so talented. I mean, I always talk about Amy Winehouse because I feel like she's so underrated and one of the best female vocalists of all time. Because I think sometimes people like, they always say Whitney or Mariah because they have these insane ranges, but there's something about Amy's voice that was so distinct um, that I think just makes her one of the best. That's like people with Ariana Grande now. Like, don't get me wrong. She's an amazing voice, but yeah, yeah. you know, her, her music's okay to me. And her voice gets a little old after a while. My sister's going to kill me because she loves her, but yeah, that, that like really high whistle note. I- like it. I never got into her. Yeah, it's not my thing. I never got into her. Just like Christina Aguilera, like, we don't need a bronze, babe. That's <laughs> what I was trying to, I always try to tell my Just sister. Just saying. Yeah, my sister's a singer too. And uh, when she was in Nashville, she was trying to do like the Christina Aguilera, Ariana Grande thing. She's like, people just don't really like it when I do that. Yeah. I'm like, it, it gets, it it's like going to see like one of those super shred guitar players. It gets exhausting really fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I used to do that. I had to learn how to like save that for special moments. Cause when it's a moment, it's cool. But when you're constantly doing like every trick you have, it's just, okay, we get it. You can say. So are you, uh, are you originally from Nashville? No, I'm originally from Philly. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And most people ask me that 
when I'm here because they're like, you don't really have Southern hospitality. I'm like, no, it's kind of flies out the window when you're from a place like Philly. <laughs> no, I have hard East Coast roots. I'm- yes. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up there until I was about 15 and I've been in Nashville ever since. So technically I'm like basically a Southerner now. I spend enough time. You say y'all. That's the, that's the big kicker. I do say y'all. Okay. There you go. How do you spell it? Because this is the real one. Y-A-L-L. Yeah, but where's the apostrophe? Between the Y and the A. Yes. Okay. You're good. You're good. Okay. Good. I'll, do, I'll do the snap. Where do That's people put one. it? Some people put it after the A. Oh, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like ya Yahoo is how they're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny because I can when I get around country people, I start to mimic their accent. I'm like, wait, you're fake. Like, you're not. You're not country. Stop. When I lived in uh, when I lived in New Orleans, uh, I don't. Have you ever been to New Orleans? No, but my friend lives there, and we were just talking today, and he's like, I want to get out of Louisiana so bad. Like, I want to be anywhere else. (laughs) I will tell you why I agree with him a hundred percent in just a second, but. Next time you talk to him, ask him about the New Orleans accent because it is so uniquely New Orleans. Yeah. And, and it's, I can't really mimic it unless I'm there. And then it like flows out. It's weird. It's like, no. a, it's a mixture of like French Canadian and Brooklyn with a little bit of Southern. That's insane. Yeah. I heard him speaking and I was like, oh, he like draws his words out really weird. Mm. But yeah, he was like, I want to be anywhere but here just because he was talking about like the crime is so bad in certain parts and like there's not, he says people come to the one nice place, which is New Orleans and still in New Orleans, there's places I wouldn't go. Oh so. yeah. New Orleans is a, it's a weird city because it's, it's not as big as you think. It's only about 300,000 people. Yeah. So it's not a very big city and it's a very like small town. So it's like super clickish, number one. So if you're not from there, like number one, good luck finding a job. Good luck getting gigs. Like I was lucky I got on with a bunch of people who were from there. So I didn't have to, to book gigs. But when I was trying to do solo stuff, yeah, it wasn't happening. That's insane. I, I wanted to go there because my mom is Wiccan and she just wanted to see the history of that. But also, I think some of that's bullshit at this point. We went to Salem and they were talking about the witches and everything. And there were tarot card readers. And I was like, some of this seems really corny. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me about some of this. I've, I've never really dug into that. Tell me about some of that stuff. Yeah. So my mom. OK, well, my family is originally from the New Jersey Pines, which is like back woods new jersey where they believe in the jersey devil and weird shit happens and oh, somewhere well you can't just say jersey devil and expect that i know what you're talking about <laughs> oh you don't know what that is no no what's the jersey devil so through like the 1700s to the late 1800s there were all these sightings they said of this like devil-like creature in new jersey um and I mean, you can look it up. It's kind of like folklore. It's kind of like the Loch Ness Monster. Um, But that's where they lived was out there in the pines. And somewhere along the way, one of my grandmothers uh, started practicing witchcraft. And my, uh, my grandma says that her mom would like do hexes on people and they would become true. And just like crazy shit like that and um anyway my mom it got passed down to her it gets passed down every other generation and so she yeah she's wiccan and she's like not doing all that hexing and shit she just does um good things like what good things (laughs) like she has her crystals and her little spell book and her plans, stuff like that. Actually, mom, you want to come say hi since you walked in? Hi, mom. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about you and your wickedness. Oh, tell yeah. tell him a few I, things you do. I feel honored. I feel, I, 
I feel honored. <laughs> I've seen you on TikTok before. Hi, my, my name is Fabi. How are you? Good to meet you. Good. How are you? I'm <laughs> fantastic. He was he was wanting to know more about the Jersey Devil and just what you do. Uh, well, you know the Jersey Devil is a myth, but you oh, know, and Biggie's behind if us. You're, yeah, if you're ever in Jersey, you know, watch out if you're in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely am like a big believer in like crystals and. Um, the universe, the universe and I have my crystals all out really have to show you all out on my table and I'll pick a crystal and I'll put my intention in there and I'm telling you it works because I have a business that during COVID we had to shut down and I was firmly believing that everything was going to be fine and the money would come and it, and it does so you just have to like put your faith in something and believe in it that's awesome I know you're all probably making fun of me no no, there's no, a no, lot no, no of, like, not at all not at all <laughs> there's a lot of um witches witches on tiktok that do all kinds of crazy shit and i'm like we don't do that oh no if you're gonna be like a genuinely green witch or your intention always what, has what to is be, a green witch it's where you use, you know you use the earth and stuff like that your intention always has to be for good you can never ever have a bad intention and then you know put a crystal in your hand with a bad intention that just doesn't work so yeah no, i i love anyway, it i'm sorry for interrupting no, I love, You're it. Okay. I love it. It was, it was actually perfect time. Yeah, perfect I time. Interrupted. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll start my own TikTok where I do my my national Please stuff. don't. Please don't. Happy <laughs> on y'all. Take care. It's very nice meeting you. <laughs> you too. <laughs> That's awesome. Mess, but no, I love it. I love yeah. it. That's, that was like perfect timing. What are the odds that she walks in right then? Yeah, my next like, song. I'm. Uh, releasing is kind of about that and uh the first lines are i ain't trying to sound religious but all my kin were raised by witches and what they don't know is that's a real story so that's awesome yeah I mean, I, i'm from yeah. new mexico i'm from new mexico so um big native culture there oh yeah i'm, I'm actually i was th- gonna say there's yeah I'm, I'm a third native so um yeah, I mean, growing up where, where I'm from, especially Santa Fe, it's simultaneously very Native American and very hippie. So when those two worlds Nick. collide, it's it's a lot of like what your mom was saying. Like, there's a lot of that going around. And I mean, I, I believe a lot of it. Um, I mean, I was raised on a lot of that. So I, yeah, I get it. I, I was scared going through New Mexico when we did because Kevin, my dad, he kept talking about skinwalkers. I was like, Dad, shut hell up. <laughs> shut the hell up and we were in this we were in this van we were on our way to uh utah for a show and it was me and the boys in the van and i was in the front and i'm like if you don't and it was pitch black you couldn't see anything and there wasn't another car for miles i was like no that sounds like new mexico yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so you terrifying. so you you like tour and everything right I do tour. Yeah. Um, this year we've been able to go to like, uh, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank? We went to Utah. We went through Colorado, Kansas, um, Arizona, kind of everywhere, really. That's awesome. Yeah. It was cool. And I mean, I definitely like when we do like touring back to back so we can get it all done because at some point you're tired of being in a van with men <laughs> the whole time who have no hygiene so <laughs> hey, I'm, a, I'm a guy and I hated it too when I was touring so I, I feel you like at night I would have to put my airpods in and like put my music on blast because they would snore in harmony and it was so annoying you should have made that the intro to one of your songs. My gosh, that would be <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> With five stinky guys on the road again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's super cool. So do you have a, yeah. a favorite gig that you played? Um, a favorite gig I've played. The gig that we played in Utah was really cool. It was for um, suicide prevention. I'm a big mental health advocate. 
so I try to do as much as possible. I lost my brother to suicide and I struggle with my own mental health all the time. So it's important to me, but it was this old theater and they sold out and we never get to play to like theaters. It's just not really a thing in Nashville. Like, um, so it was super cool and um, just a crazy night. Like the energy was so, so right. I always get really nervous before a gig. And then once I get on stage, like I'm good. Um, but we got a standing ovation and I just remember being so, so happy and so hungry. <laughs> I was so hungry afterwards, but it was, it was an amazing night. And I think I love theaters. I love that like intimate kind of setting. Somehow it's so intimate, even though they're like all the way down on the floor. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's been one of my favorites. I've, I sang the national anthem for, um, Charlie Daniels before he passed. And that was scary. Country legend. Did you get to actually meet him? I did get to meet him. We were a part of the same, um, foundation called the Jason foundation. It's a nonprofit organization who they just bring awareness to teen suicide. The founder lost his, uh, son the same way. I lost my brother, same age. Um, so we just had a lot, a lot in common. And I was their first youth spokesperson. He was the spokesperson for them. And every year they would have this golf tournament and he would hobble in in his golfing uniform. And I'm like, do you people know that this is a legend? <laughs> yeah. First off, I'm very sorry to hear about your brother. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, no, that's, that's super cool. Like seeing straight up like rock stars country stars off stage is like the wildest thing because they're so weird yeah they're just like normal ass people and when you see them on stage they're these like larger than life beings almost like how are you doing this people always ask me when i'm when i say i'm really like an introvert outside of music they're like well that doesn't make any sense you get on stage and i'm like it's it's a different persona like it's not me yeah. When I'm on stage, I'm not Bailey. Um, I'm like Bailey James and I'm a performer and I love it. But outside of that, they expect me to kind of have that same energy. And I'm like, no, I love to sit at home with my cat and be by myself. I so I think that's really common. I was never really like that. I'm, I'm an extroverted person, very much so. And when you I'm need people. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy staying at home. Like, I, I'm an extrovert that has introvert tendencies, I guess would be yeah. the right way to put it. But, like, me, whenever I go on stage, I like to fuck with people. I'm like I'm like a comedian through and, through and through when I'm on stage. So, I like to, like, point people out. And, like, I know one time uh, there was one guy, really drunk guy. Um, we were playing in, in L.A. at the Whiskey A Go-Go. And there was quite a bit of people there, probably like 100, 200 people. And he was just like heckling me, heckling me. And I don't know where it came out of, but I was like, hey, man, fuck that guy. And everyone's like, yeah. And I was like, no, 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 seriously, someone have sex with that guy. He really needs it. And like the whole crowd was dying, like laughing. Oh, my God. And like, I don't know where that came from. I was like, what? How did you come up with that? What the hell was that? Bro, drunk people at shows are my favorite because I've had women like full on doing the weirdest things on the floor dancing i remember this one lady was moving like a snake and i was like babe are you possessed like what is going on and they'll give you like candy as tips and like food and drinks and i'm like okay thank you boomers have to be the best crowds ever i'm just throwing that out there they have so much fun because they grew up with live like legit live music right yeah like and Gen Z just have their phones out. Really. Yeah, I that's that makes it so hard for me to go to shows now because all it is is people just literally you see this. Like that's it. That's it. It's just their phones like recording shit that they're never gonna watch again. That's yes. the funny part. You're never gonna watch this again. Yet you're recording it because FOMO, I have no idea. Probably just to put it, I feel like now people feel like we have to put everything on social media um, and we have to let people know we're doing good and we're going out and we're, we're so cool. I think that's how teenagers feel. That's so. 
I've never been the type of person to put shit like TikTok is a little bit of an anomaly for me because I can be just goofy. Yeah. But I never put anything on social media. Like I my fiance, we take pictures and stuff. I never post them because like I don't want people in to my know. life. Yeah, I don't oh, want yeah. people in my life. You know, it's just weird to me. I I grew up with a generation who loved it, so I learned to love it. Um and it was a way for me to kind of escape being this shy, introverted girl. And as I grew on social media, I learned how to step out of that. So it was a skill, really. Yeah. I've always wondered, how does, and you may not even know how to answer this, but how does your generation do with, like, actually interacting with, with people, like, in person? For me, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. Um, and I, I've gotten so much better at it because I have to interact with people on the daily now. And I got forced into it. My mom was like, you are a weirdo. You need to talk to people. <laughs> um, but even Tinder, I've met people and they have no social skills at all. And I'm just like, I don't know what to talk to you about. I don't know where this conversation should go so we can just sit here in silence i noticed that with younger millennials like i noticed like 1990 i know that sounds stupid but 1990 was like people born 1990 and after like the social skill part of it like kind of lacks a little bit like just an observation i've made like me i was born in 88 so it's not like i'm that much older but for some reason social media became a thing when I was already in high school. So I didn't, and then at that point, it wasn't like anything like it is now. So it, it was almost like this thing where like social media was a way to like talk to your friends outside of seeing them where you would like yeah. set stuff up to do outside of social media where now like you and me, probably a good chance me and you will never meet in person. And here we are having a conversation, you know? That, I mean, true. That's very true. And I think it's more the dating scene I've seen where the communication is not there. And when I, this actually happened with the situationship song I was writing, me and him had such good chemistry. And if we could have just gotten past our egos and been like, hey, I really like you. Why don't we actually try to be serious and not just like do this casual hooking up bullshit? Maybe it could have worked, but we both just had too much pride. And I think don't, you just don't, for some reason these days, it is not cool to be overly in love. It is cool to have no feelings and it's cool to be nonchalant. Um, but I'm over here like, if I feel it, I'm going to say it. There's a song title for you. It's cool to be cold. <laughs> it's cool to be cold. <laughs> I love that. It's true though. I don't understand my generation. Like, why can't we just be honest? Why, why is, and I think it has to do with social media and always putting up this front of something that you are not, that we feel like we just have to continue that. It's so stupid. Yeah. No, and people don't want to talk when, when you fight with someone, it's always over text. It's never on the phone. And words get misinterpreted over text and my dad always says that social media is the downfall of humanity because he's like if i have a problem with someone i'm gonna call them or i'm gonna fight them and then i'm gonna be over <laughs> I've, I've told my fiance before when we get in fights if she tries to text me stuff i'm like no you call me or we can do it when we get home because i'm yeah. not i'm not doing this like is you have time to stew and then you also have time to stew and think about what you're going to say. Yeah. And that almost makes it worse because you have this like napalm that you're going to throw at someone because you can mm -hmm. concoct this perfect sentence to fuck their world up, you know? Gosh. I mean, these like literally my generation, amazing ma manipulators, amazing at just making a situation, something it isn't not communicating what they need to teach us in school instead of like half the math shit we never will use in our life if that's not the career we're looking for is communication skills that's what we need <laughs> you know that actually used to be when i was in elementary that used to be a grade communication skills 
gosh. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure half of us would fail. <laughs> I failed so class. And I almost didn't pass seventh grade because I failed sewing class because I would just talk all the time. <laughs> what the hell else are you supposed to do when you're sewing? I mean, come I on. know. I didn't want to sew. I don't want to sew pants. Like, I was just wild at that time. And I only cared about music. So I wasn't applying myself to school. Well, before we go, because believe it or not, we're actually at an hour. I feel like it's kind of flown by. I know it did flow by. Well, before we go, um, and I hate to cut you off. Sorry. But, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a show actually. So I, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Good luck at your show. Number one. Thank you. Um, don't go when we hang up though. I want to make sure we say bye and all that, but okay. um, yeah. Do you want to tell people where they can find your music, find you on social media, all that stuff? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at Bailey James gang. Um, you can find Bailey James all my music streaming on Spotify, on Apple Music, everywhere where music is streamed. Um, and my website is baileyjames.com. Awesome. Bailey, I'm glad we were able to get it, sync up our schedule. So thank this you. Is, this is a blast. I, I hope to have you on again at some point. This is really fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. And thank you everyone for listening. <laughs>